Pico. My name is Jake. My name is Jordy. And today we're talking about our GURPS campaign. This is episode zero, uh, why we made our characters the way that we are, and some other stuff. I think today we're going to specifically be talking about Tior, Axthrow, and Torkin Hammerfist. You just fucked it up already. Dude. It's Torgan Axthrower and Tiorb Hammerfist. Wow, that really shows I've been playing these characters for a long time. Yeah, it's been about a year. Okay, so let's get right into it. Um, why do we choose GURPS over D&D? That's the real question. Uh, I'd say it's because it's a lot easier to make a, a character you want to make. In, in, in D&D, it's, it's more like the class system, right? Mm-hmm. And I've always kind of hated that a little bit. Yeah, and we chose dwarves, and so we were like thinking about dwarves, and we're like, well, what do dwarves do? Well, in the uh, typical D&D mindset, dwarves just do like mining, fighting, and a few other little things. And with GURPS, you can really choose any skills you want. So we chose GURPS because we could be dwarves that are unique like, and not just like dwarves that are just sitting in a mine all day. Right. And, you know, it's kind of fun to be able to add all like the dwarven disadvantages, you know, like greed and... Um, Overweight and alcoholism. <laughs> yeah, and loud, and also uh, bad temper and racism. Oh yeah. So another one of the main standouts from our character sheet is uh, I don't know if you can see this um, intolerance towards elves. Uh, it actually says intolerance and fucking elves because you know how those elves are. I, I don't like them fucking elves. Yeah. So you know those that really kind of defines your character and who it is. Again, he's. Torgan and I'm Tior throughout the campaign. He kind of selected the more, would you say, like, brute-esque character? Yeah, so my character is 13 strength, which pretty much means my HP is 13, and also that dictates how much damage I do when mm -hmm. I hit people with my with my axe. Sorry. <clears throat> so um, his character is a little smarter than my character. My character only has a 9 intelligent, which is a little bit less than average. So uh, whenever I have to, like hear something or see something it comes into effect um right but yeah both of our characters are 12 decks yeah i think i think we're both sitting at 12 decks which is pretty much vital when you have a combat oriented character yeah um it just helps that you can hit things and, and do all kinds of deck based skills like with your hands and stuff yeah so that's kind of why we picked D and designed our character or picked gurps and designed our characters the way we did mm -hmm. yeah. uh so uh, when we started, um, the DM introduced us in a different way than he usually introduces us to worlds. Mm. Um, and that's, it was kind of fun. I, how did, we started wa by walking out of the mountains which held the Dwarven Mithril Mines. Oh yeah, so our characters, we had to choose between either mining dwarves or mountain dwarves. So we're like, well, mining dwarves, are they ever going to really leave the mine? Like, again, it's the stereotypical D&D dwarves. Like, do we really want to be D&D dwarves? Um, they're going to stay in the mine all the time, and it's going to be kind of boring. Probably we could be good miners, but, like, why would they leave if they have all that mithril and gold already there? So we chose um, mountain dwarves, which are, like, more adventurous, which makes sense if we're, like, going to go on adventures and stuff. And they're also great fighters. Um, yeah, they're also kind of, like, hillbillies, too. They're a little more... Um... And that came into effect multiple times throughout the campaign when we met, like, Other, normal people. Or normal dwarves. <laughs> or normal dwarves, yeah. Right, so we're kind of, like, bumpkin-y. We we're kind of naive, I'd say, our characters. Totally. I mean, we live in a small little village in the mountains, and, like, the only people we really interact with are, like, our friends and family, which are all dwarves, or everything else is trying to kill you. So, like, orcs and, like, occasionally elves and, like, 
other, you know, creatures like bears and stuff. They're mm-hmm. all trying to kill you. So we don't really experience the whole city life. Mm-hmm. So, of course, in the very beginning of our first campaign, we went into a huge city. Uh, yeah, so we pretty much came off the mountains of where we were. And, and the story of why we're leaving is that when a dwarf in the village we're from reaches uh, the age of adulthood, they kind of go on an adventure with a traveling companion and just see the world for like six years or something like that. Yeah, so like dwarves age differently than humans. I believe we took uh, extended lifespan one, which means what? That we're like. I think we took three. Oh, really? Okay, I need to fix that then. <laughs> this is an old character sheet. This is the original. Um, yeah, so we live like a couple hundred years. Yeah, a couple few. So dwarves at like age 40 or something are just barely, um, are just like barely reaching maturity level, like not really at adulthood yet, but kind of like teenagers. And at that point, they partially because the elders want to get them out of the village because they're troublemakers, but also partially because they're just bored. They get sent off with the heirloom weapons of their (laughs) family house to go kill some things and make some money. Yeah, so that's another staple of our dwarves is that they have their heirloom weapons, right? Which kind of like, since my character is Torb Hammerfist, of course he uses a warhammer, right? And it's kind of got some runes and signatures on the side of, you know, each family member who has been passed to. And you have the same thing with your axe. Right? Yeah, so I'm hammer axe, or axe thrower, not hammer, um, axe thrower. So I throw lots of axes. Um, I've got four axes, I think. I did lose one at some point, which we'll talk about later, but... Um, I had four axes to start with. Three of them are just basic, you know, normal-ass axes. And then one of them is, like, a family heirloom, which has got all the runes and stuff. And I, we don't really know how old these are. I mean, they might be, like, older than we think. But um, the point is, is that if we lose them, we're not... We probably shouldn't even come back to right. the village. Right, is pretty much dead to the rest of our family. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that's kind of the end of the family name. When you can no longer fight for your family, then you're probably just you worked out. Right. <laughs> so yeah, let's let's talk about the beginning of our campaign. Yeah, I mean, we could talk a little bit about characters, but I feel like you guys got kind of get the the gist of it. Um, we're pretty much uh, I'm I'm really a fighter, and you're pretty much a fighter. You also have a crossbow. Yeah, the crossbow. I, I We haven't ended up using it a whole lot, actually. The few times that we've used it, it's been vital. But like the but other otherwise, times... <laughs> I've either missed terribly or shot you. So Yeah, oh god, yes. Uh, <laughs> so, right, so when we started, we kind of just came off the mountains, right, and we um, started heading towards the tier, city of Tyr's Vespar. So the way the world that Tyr's we're playing... Tyr Steer. Yeah, we went to Vespar later on. The way the world works. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the way the world works is it's like it's uh, all the human cities are in the tier system. So there's tiers Vespar, tier Steer, Hydor. Mm. There was Ostar at one point. We'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. And am I missing anything? Annapolis, Tiers Annapolis, which we haven't gone to yet as characters. No. Um, so we're coming off the mountains, going towards Tier Steer. Steer is known as kind of like a mining community. They uh, they import a whole lot of steel, and they have really nice weapons there. That's kind of sketchy, like, though. Yeah, it's kind of sketchy. It's a little bit of a rougher neighborhood. Which we soon found out. <laughs> <laughs> so we're coming off the mountain, and the first thing we go to is, of course, a bar. Yeah, we got to go to the bar. Right, we got to hit the bar up. We um, both have 
alcoholism, like, which means we need to drink at least once a day, probably more. Yeah, we need to have like a heavy drink at least once a day. And we were kind of running low on our dwarven whiskey and, and ale at that point, so we're like, you know, we gotta go to the bar. We right. Gotta, we gotta get some. Gotta get some ale. Gotta re. Gotta refill. So we go into the bar, and I think <laughs> was this the first time our characters had ever met humans? Yes, I think the first time that explains we encountered <laughs> humans. Um. So we go into the bar and we're just having a drink, being pretty normal. Yeah. You know, they're they're pretty surprised at seeing dwarves because, you know, it's not common to see dwarves outside of the mines or the mountains. You know, it's. Oh yeah, totally. It's not. pretty uncommon. It's like, if you see dwarves, you're like, probably gonna have a story to tell for a couple years yeah. of your life. <laughs> and especially these guys did. So you know, we're in the bar, we're having a drink, um, and I think I think the story is someone challenged us to a drinking game. Yeah, I think they were looking at us and seeing that we'd already taken a few back, and they were like, you know, I think we could beat these dwarves, because right. they're pretty naive. They don't know much about dwarves. Nobody really knows much about dwarves. No, no one really does. Um, especially the country bumpkins like these guys. Right. So we are like, well, if we get free booze out of it, we're going to be good. Right. So we make a deal, and the deal is the loser of the contest has to pay for all the drinks. <laughs> so, we're pretty sure we're going to win. We, we have an advantage, um, what is it, alcohol tolerance? Oh, yes. Yeah. It's just a, it's just a perk. So, like, how uh, advantages and disadvantages oh, work real quick. Oh, yeah. Um, disadvantages are, like, you know, five, ten points. They're negative points. So, when you take a disadvantage, you get more points on your character. And so, that means you get to take more skills or more attributes or more advantages for your character. So we have the disadvantage of alcoholism at a minus 15, which pretty much means we have to drink every day. And also we are constantly like worrying about when we're going to get our next drink, which is pretty <laughs> much the dwarf's life. Right. Um, because that's ex pretty expensive. I mean, how often have we drank water before? I don't think I've ever drank water. I, I think we pretty much exclusively drink ale which, which means we have to pack, like, huge <laughs> casks of, like, whiskey wherever we which, go. Which becomes very important later on in the story. Very important. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, we took that disadvantage. But then we had some extra points to spend on maybe, like, I spent mine on, um, where is it here? Fast draw. So I could fast draw my axe and throw it across the room and then fast draw another one, which is really helpful. And also Weapon Master, which means that every... Oh, do you have Weapon Master? Yeah, I have Weapon Master. I always forget that. For um, every Dwarven weapon. So if I pick up an axe or like... A, a hammer. A hammer, anything like that. Shield. Um, I have a huge advantage over any normal person who has never really seen that weapon before. Or even a person who has skill in that particular weapon but doesn't have the whole class. So, I totally forgot you have that. That's crazy cool. Yeah, that really helps. And um, so, like I was saying... We have the perk, which is a one point. It's just a little, like, it's like quirks and perks work opposite. Right. So perk is like a little boost um, in occasional circumstances. And it's a, mainly a role-playing thing. It's like a little yeah. perk that makes, you know, you can role-play a certain way. And quirks are like the opposite. They're the little, like, downward, like, connotation. Um, usually it just works as a role-playing thing. It doesn't actually hurt you that much, like a disadvantage. So, like, an example would be are one of my quirks is I'm loud. So whenever I'm in a room and like maybe, you know, we're in a bar or something and 
you don't want to be overheard, but yeah, I keep we're talking. We're discussing some rather dark business. Yeah, like you'd be saying something to me about like, you like, know. oh, you know, let's go kill some elves, like real quick. What elves? I want to kill elves right now. Is that an elf over there? <laughs> let's oh. go kill him. <laughs> yeah, so like that's pretty much what it, how it works. Um, um, you can role play these things out, and it's yeah. really that's pretty much. Like that's, one of the most fun things you can do in GURPS is right. That. That's that's why we chose GURPS almost. Yeah, you know? for sure. Um. Anyways. Anyways. So we <laughs> we are challenged to a drinking game. There's gonna be a lot of uh, uh, tangents. Tangents in this. So we're challenged to a drinking game, and we take them up on the offer because you know, of course we are, right? Oh God, yes. Um, and I think we end up both near the critical succeeding or something like that. We had some yeah. crazy high rolls to yeah. hold our liquor. And I think both the other guys passed out first. Yeah. So when the first guy started passing out, he started like falling and he just kind of slumped on the table. Right. And then his buddy was like a life, uh, like a, he was conscious for a little bit longer and he's like, I got you guys. And he took a drink and then he started falling backwards off of his little stool because the bar stools and he was falling backwards. So. Naturally, I went to catch him yeah. to, you know, hopefully, can you know, save him from a serious concussion. But I critically failed and ended up actually just throwing his head into the table. Yeah, you tried to catch him and he accidentally like whacked him into the table. Right, and uh, I'm pretty sure I like, broke his nose and gave him a concussion. Yeah, you did. You break his. You broke his nose and then he slid off and hit the ground anyway. So he was out cold, <laughs> and. The bar keeps like screaming, running around. She's like freaking out, like you're killing people in my bar, all that stuff. So, so. the first time we went in to have like a the first encounter with a human, we were like, okay, we'll just take it real slow. We'll be careful. We won't hurt anyone. Yeah, like aliens. We're like aliens in a strange land, and we come right. in and like end up knocking two people out and seriously injuring someone permanently. Permanently. <laughs> I mean, he's probably disfigured. <laughs> I don't even know if he survived. We never went back to check if no, he survived. No, we, we never went back. I tried to do first aid, but I think I failed. <laughs> yeah, you failed your role. The first out of the first three rolls I made in this campaign, I failed the first two miserably. Oh God, yeah. Well, you made your alcohol. <laughs> the only one that matters. <laughs> So you weren't intoxicated. And we won the bet. So you know what we did? We just kind of stuck our hand in the guy's pocket. and Because he lost. The first guy to get knocked out lost. And um, took about as much money as we needed. Which was, you know, a fair amount. He was a pretty rich guy. Um, Yeah, it was interesting. Because he was also in like farmer territory too. But he had had quite a sum on him. Yeah, so we paid the bill with his money. And then... um, we took a little bit off the top for ourselves, you know, because right, we're yeah. dwarves, we're greedy, you know, we got a little bit of that greed going on. You gotta supplement your own income, yeah. Yeah. Even though we have obscene amounts of money. Okay, well, at this point, we didn't have that much money. We had, like, basic money. But we, we had, we were comfortable. Yeah. We were comfortable. We were, like, middle class, for sure. Maybe a little bit higher. Yeah. Um, so. But to a dwarf, anything other than millionaire is, like, poor. Right. We might as well just be gutter trash. Right. Just We're no better than Matt and Finn. Matt and Finn. That's uh, other characters. We Story have. for another day. Another day. Um, um, yeah. So after that whole ordeal, it was we were like, okay, okay, it can't get worse than that. We cannot, <laughs> we cannot fuck up our encounters with humans harder than we did that. Yeah. I mean, it was such a basic encounter. I mean, like the encounter roll would must have been like you know something really low, and we just had like. A couple of guys in a bar, and it wasn't like dangerous at all. It was totally normal, and like we almost screwed it up. 
like horribly. We almost get it like arrested. <laughs> Luckily, there's no town guard, or if there was, they'd be totally afraid of us because we are insanely um, dangerous dwarves. Right. So then we started moving towards the city, right? Yeah, we started moving towards the city. We didn't spend the night there because that would have been. I think we were kind of booted from the first place. I think, yeah, she just kind of said, get out. <laughs> <laughs> so we started going towards the city, and I think, wasn't the kid the first person we met? The kid was the first person we actually so, met. So we're going towards the city. You know, Tearsteer has these big walls outside of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're partially there when a little kid who's like, what, like nine, ten? Yeah, like nine, probably. Yeah, comes running up to us and is like, oh, hey, misters, you know, you look pretty lost. Can I, like, help you can I lead you around the city? And, you know, he like holds out his hand for payment. So I pull out a gold piece and put it in his hand. <laughs> and the kid just looks at it like he's never seen that much gold in his life. So like to give an idea, a gold piece can buy a night at an inn. And, yeah, and food and like dinner and breakfast pretty much. Yeah. So we hand this kid a pretty hefty sum of money. Yeah. Like for a, doing nothing for at doing, this point. At this point doing nothing. Because we're, we're, you know, we're, we've never encountered this before. Also, this is my first time ever playing groups in my life. So there's that. Uh, you you played D&D before, though. Yeah, I have. But, I, I mean, most of the stuff that you encounter in D&D, you don't encounter in groups. That's, most of the stuff that you encounter in groups, you don't encounter in D&D. D&D. So. Yeah, so he gives him a gold piece, and the kid is just ecstatic. And um, so he starts to lead us towards the city, but he asks us if we can do something for him first. Uh, as, as if one gold piece isn't enough. <laughs> this kid is greedy. I'm starting to like this guy. I mean, it's like I kind of relate. I can to relate. Him. You know, we 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 work on the same mindset here. Oh, for sure. Um, so we went to uh, this kid's. He he said we were going to his friend's house to help him out with something, and we we're like, yeah, well, you know, whatever. Let's go help him out. Let's yeah. Get over with. Whatever. So we get there, and. Uh, we knock on the door, and some, like, older kid, like, 14, 15-ish? 14. Yeah, yeah, opens the door and starts just, like, harassing the little kid. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And the little kid is, like, obviously looking at us like, do something. So we pretty much figured out that we had, like, the basic storyline here. <laughs> um, so we're like, well, what are we going to do with this bully? I mean, like, <laughs> I haven't hit anything in a long time. And you have intimidation. And I have intimidation. So I roll intimidation, and the kid just kind of looks at me, and he just kind of like says, you know, I don't really feel intimidated by this person who's like almost half my size. <laughs> so he just kind of, and he's also never seen a dwarf before. No. And he doesn't really, I don't even know if he's really seen that many weapons, so he doesn't really see all the axes on my belt and like see them as a threat. Yeah, he just doesn't really get it. So anyway... Uh, long story short, I failed my intimidation roll, and the kid's like, bitch ass dwarf, you want to fight? And so I just knock him out in one hit, <laughs> and I broke his nose. Oh it my was God. so funny. I knocked him down to I half remember, I remember you just rolling, brawling, just making it by like five, and you just slam your fist into this poor kid's face. Oh God, face. he just slumps across the door and just is just out. And he somehow stayed conscious. And then I rolled Intimidation again, and at that point, you don't even have to roll. I mean, it's just the like... The kid was, like, peeing his pants. Yeah, it was a mess. He just got his lights put out by a four-foot-tall dwarf. And so the other kid was just ecstatic about that. Um, he... What's the kid's name? The little I kid? I don't remember. It was, like, Jimmy or Fred or some, like, pretty generic name. We'll call him Jimmy. We'll call him Jimmy. 
He. <laughs> There's very few Jimmys in the group's world. That's true. There are very few Jimmys. So we'll call him Jimmy. Um, and he just started leading us um, back towards the city. Yeah, through the farmlands, through the cottages and stuff to the city. Um, yeah. And then eventually we made it to the city. and. Uh, I think that'll be the beginning of our next episode. Next episode. All right. So, yeah. Thanks for watching. And uh, tune in next time where we talk about our adventure in the cities for the first time. Yeah. See you guys.